Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, the sun is shining. We're going to be in the 50. To, did I see 60s tomorrow, too? I know we're not a weather station, but 60s tomorrow, too? Sunday. Sunday, okay. Let's do it. That's baseball weather. And you know what? We've got, we already had Omaha playing at home this week against Kansas State, albeit under a little more chilly conditions. You've got Nebraska coming home next week, Creighton as well. So we're going to see some, as long as Mother Nature cooperates in baseball here in the state of Nebraska. But up north, up at U.S. Bank Stadium in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis, you've got the Cambria College Classic that involves Nebraska, also involves Hawaii, Vanderbilt, and Ole Miss, the defending champion. Uh, Nebraska will be taking on Vanderbilt in less than two hours from now. We're happy to be joined from D1Baseball.com. Patrick Ebert joining us as he is going to be up there, or is up there at the Cambria College Classic. And, and Patrick, first of all, I, I want to know, if you've been able to gauge the team's feelings and thoughts on the configuration at a football stadium that is turned into a baseball venue, how's it looking? How do people seem to be taking it? Because correct me if I'm wrong, I think everybody had a chance to kind of have a, a little bit of a practice session yesterday. Yeah, morning, guys. I've, I've been covering this event for several years now, so I've seen you know, the indoor conditions of U.S. Bank Stadium and the configurations. And I don't, I don't think it plays that big of a factor. I mean, it's a, it's a shorter porch down the right field line, but mm-hmm. they do, you know, have that kind of uh, green monster effect. It's, it's actually kind of reminiscent of the old Metrodome where they have that baggy yeah. in right field. So, uh, you know, bank. I don't think it's yeah, – yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, the hefty bag. So I don't think it, it makes that big of a difference. The coaches I've talked to in past years, I think more than anything, I mean, if you're playing baseball in Minneapolis, you know, March 3rd, you got to feel pretty good about yourself. Yeah. Hey, what's, uh, we've been talking about, you know, how, how will the Vandy fans show out? Will the Whistler be there? What has the attendance for this event traditionally been like since you've been covering it? Yeah, the Minnesota games, you know, you'll have, you know, I guess around 1,000, maybe 2,000 fans show up. Um, those are the night games typically. But depending on who the other teams are, and, and to be honest, I haven't seen teams that travel so well like like Vanderbilt and Ole Miss mm-hmm. at this event, um, it's usually a lighter crowd. So I expect that to change this weekend. I, I've seen a lot more uh, interest and activity on social media. I know the Nebraska fans also travel well, and obviously being from the Midwest, that's a big help. Um, obviously, you know, whoever comes out from Hawaii, you know, they, they give extra credit yeah. because uh, – I'm not sure why anyone from Hawaii would want to be in Minneapolis at this time of year. But, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty cool overall event, and, and I'm excited to see how many fans show up. The, I want to take a look at Vanderbilt first and foremost. Team, obviously, we're very familiar seeing here in Omaha, you know, almost annually because, it, look, Tim Corbin, what he's done with that program speaks for itself. When you kind of look at this installment of the Vanderbilt or the Vanny Boys group, uh, what stands out? What maybe is so, sort of maybe the pressing questions for this team as they try to get back here to Omaha? 
Yeah, I think the pitching staff really stands out, and particularly the depth in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if they're carrying a lead late in the game, that that's what makes them especially dangerous. And, you know, their ace, Carter Holton, I mean, that's a tough draw for Nebraska today. And it's a sophomore left-hander with low to mid-90 stuff and a pretty wicked breaking ball. Um, and everything plays up because of his demeanor on the mound. So um, the pitching stands out. They have Enrique Bradfield, who's the most electrifying players in all of college baseball. He has 98 career stolen bases, so he may reach 100, um, if not today, at some point this weekend. Uh, he's a guy that's in the Golden Spikes Award conversation early in the season. Um, and, and then the lineup overall is productive. You know, they don't have a lot of big name bashers in the middle of the lineup that we've seen in recent years, but they got a lot of guys who just know how to get the job done. What's the uh, what's the early return on on Vandy? Is is this a team that we could be seeing in Omaha at the end of the year? Yeah, so they they certainly have that upside. You know, their ranks was in the top ten overall, so that definitely puts them in the in the College World Series conversation. Just this past weekend, they played UCLA. UCLA actually traveled out to Nashville to take on Vandy, and uh, Vanderbilt took that series two games to one. All three games were very good pitching matchups. UCLA obviously has always had very good pitching, um, but they showed that they could compete with another ranked team early in the season. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, never, it's, it's a tough task early in the season when you're still trying to figure some things out from roles and, and things like that and get some bats going, get some arms going, find the rhythm. Um, but they took care of UCLA. I think that was a big statement series win. And they come into this event, you know, with, a, with some good momentum, um, looking to make an impression against some really good teams here. We're talking to Patrick Ebert, D1Baseball.com. The, he's up there at the Cambria College Baseball Classic Nebraska Vanderbilt. We'll get things going at 11 today. They will take on Hawaii tomorrow, and then on Sunday well, they'll wrap things up against defending national champion Ole Miss. I, I don't want to overlook Hawaii in this one, too. And it's that was an interesting addition, knowing Hawaii is is kind of middling right now, but it is also a team that you know, looks like they might be moving in the right direction. What's kind of the the feel for this Hawaii team and what they could ultimately accomplish? I mean, is this a team that's good enough to maybe get back to the NCAA tournament for the first time in a while? Yeah, it, I think those are all good questions, and those are all kind of what a lot of us are kind of waiting to see because, to be honest, I don't know – a lot, a lot about Hawaii from you know like a player perspective, mm. but I do know that they personify their head coach Rich Hill, who's in his second year there at Hawaii, longtime University of San Diego head coach who who really put the Toreros on the match. He was uh, Chris Bryant's head coach at the University of San Diego when Bryant won the Golden Spikes before he was drafted as high as he did, and obviously had the major league career. But you know, Rich Hill has done always such a great job building that program, he knows having an opportunity to come here and if he can get a win or two, how much that's going to help his RPI and how much that helps down the road when the selection committee is making their choices for the NCAA tournament. Um, And that's what he's looking to do here. He's looking to, you know, like turn some heads and steal a win, maybe two, maybe maybe three, and, uh, you know, put Hawaii a little bit more on the map because, you know, before he arrived there, uh, you know, it's not that they were a bad program, but they were a little lost in the obscurity and certainly want to travel to Minnesota for an event like this. So for Nebraska, start of the season rough. Uh, obviously, the trip to San Diego did not go the way they planned. But then they got the series sweep over South Alabama last weekend. 
Uh, what do you think would be a good result for Nebraska in this trip to Minneapolis? Uh, you know, two and one. I mean, that's what you hope for is to win, you know, the so-called series. I mean, it's not a true yeah. three-game series, obviously. Uh, but you do hope to get two wins out of this, you know, if if you're playing. And I would say you really hope to get one of your wins against Vanderbilt or Ole Miss because those are obviously the type of resume builders for later in the year that Big Ten teams, to be perfectly honest, really need. You know, last year they only got two teams into the postseason, and a lot of that had to do with their non-conference schedules collectively. Mm -hmm. They didn't have a lot of those wins early in the season that they could point to and be like, yeah, hey, look, remember when we beat Vanderbilt or remember when we beat Ole Miss, you know, off of Minneapolis? Those are the types of wins that people remember and can look back on and say, like, yeah, this, this team has the makeup to be an NCAA tournament team. Now, Obviously, Nebraska overall had a tough year last year following such an amazing season two years ago. And I think this weekend it'll be interesting to see like just how some of those pieces play out. And the, the bat certainly got rolling last weekend. Will that continue? Uh, we obviously know hitting has always been such a big thing for the Huskers. Um, and, you know, the pitching staff is kind of put together in, in kind of a bend-don't-break type of mentality where, where the pitching staff is good enough to get wins as long as the offense is producing at a level that they can. Patrick, I'm kind of uh, I'm zeroing in on Nebraska Ole Miss on Sunday, where, as we always see in college baseball, Sunday, run day, fun day. But with Ole Miss, look, we know Jacob Gonzalez is one of the premier players in all of college baseball. Ole Miss still has him there, so offensively maybe not nearly as concerning. But are, are you more interested in their pitching? Because that is a little bit more of the question mark, right, with this Ole Miss team? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the offense is so loaded. I mean, it's, it's just keeping them at bay is, is, a, is a trick in itself. But, yeah, I mean, when you do get to Ole Miss on Sunday, you get the added benefit you're facing their third-best starter. And at this point in time, that's Xavier Rivas for, for Ole Miss. And what is I don't know what his ERA is, but I know it's not like in a level that you, you feel comfortable mm-hmm. with. So, you know, but at the same time, you know, you know the uh, – Caleb Clark for Nebraska, their third starter, is kind of in a similar situation where he hasn't been particularly sharp to this point in the season. So you expect to see a lot of offense on Sunday. Uh, it could be one of those games where, you know, the last team standing is the team that wins. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we could be in for, for, for a fireworks show based on the reputation of both of these clubs. So we're not getting Vanderbilt and Mississippi – do you have any insight into how the schedule is put together at all? Yeah, so typically you get three teams from one conference, three teams for another. Uh, Hawaii actually took the spot of Missouri, uh, mm-hmm. who backed out of this tournament at some point in the past six to nine months, and Hawaii took their place. Um, but it was supposed to be the three SEC teams versus the three Big, Big Ten teams. I've seen this event where it was the ACC versus Big Ten, um, but I do know that, like, the three Big Ten teams never play one another. And the three other teams, last year I think it was Kansas, West Virginia, and Notre Dame, those three teams also do not play one another. So it's kind of like a head-to-head bragging rights type of battle. Makes uh, sense. And, and lastly, just uh, from the college baseball landscape right now, I, I know there's always discussion about changes, uh, you know, everything with the transfer portal, trying to get the – uh, now having the full-paid uh, extra assistant coach, you know, some some progress there. But I know that you have heard maybe 
moving the start date to college baseball back and just uh, overall college baseball reconfiguration. Do you feel like there's still some momentum behind those discussions or is that kind of maybe taking a little bit of of a backseat here as of late? Yeah, I think the change in schedule dates has taken a backseat to, I think, what most people view as the more important issues, the biggest of which is, you know, paying the third paid assistant. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I haven't heard much on the change of dates, but it does make a lot of sense, you know, and I've heard proposals from a group of coaches, you know, that have pointed out how if you have more summer games, like in June, um, and have the College World Series more closer to around the 4th of July, I thought you could see, like, more of an attendance spike with, with people planning more vacation time, you know, mm-hmm. especially considering college athletes are usually wrapped up by early to mid-May. Um, but it's so tough. I mean, it, it's not a problem for so big part of the country. You know, like everybody that's south of the Sun Belt, and that's usually when you're talking college baseball, that's where the discussion starts. You know, they don't have a problem with the, the dates as they're currently set up, and they love it that all the northern teams come down to play them, right? So yeah. why would they want to change anything? So at this point in time, I haven't heard anything. I do hope that that whole topic is reintroduced, but, at, you know, right now we just, we're just not hearing anything. Again, Patrick Eber, D1Baseball.com, up in Minneapolis for the Cambria College Baseball Classic, Nebraska and Vanderbilt. We'll get things going at 11 a.m. today. Going to be a fun weekend of baseball up there at U.S. Bank Stadium. Patrick, enjoy it uh, this weekend. Really appreciate you coming on, man. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you too, guys. Thanks a lot. You know, Nebraska taking on Vanderbilt today. So they've got uh, their ace, Carter Holton, going. And this is, and I, I hope the result isn't similar. But this kind of reminds me when we would uh, see Nebraska play at Oregon State uh, mm. during their yeah. their heyday, and they always seem to run into Luke Heimlich, who, if he didn't have <laughs> the the history, the you know the the family thing that was just oof, it was a awful situation. Uh, Luke Heimlich was as dominant as as a lefty that I remember Nebraska facing in, in my time covering them. Say Heimlich. Yeah, Luke oh, Berman would have a field day with that. Well, what he uh, ended up missing out on because of what he eventually, what he ended up—I shouldn't say ended up—but what he did before his time at Oregon State, Ooh, that was that was some bad stuff. Not but uh, Carter Holton, he is every bit as good. This guy is a stud, and I'm a big. If anybody has listened to me in the past, I'm a huge Emmett Olson fan. I like to think I discovered him. When he was in, uh, when they were, when Nebraska <laughs> Nebraska was playing Iowa in the COVID year, I remember thinking, man, this guy's slider just it looks different. It moves, but uh, you got Emmett Olson, two lefties that will be good. I just this is going to be a big time challenge for an offense for Nebraska that has really come on as of late. They finished that series against San Diego again, offensively very strong. Carried that into South Alabama. We're gonna see how much momentum that that offense has and you know you got some you got some sticks in the lineup that you know max anderson who's played big time summer college baseball uh, in the cape league as well maybe not as foreign to him to seeing a guy like carter holton but i'm really curious to see what some of the younger bats or more unproven bats in the nebraska lineup can do against carter holton today because if you're hoping that nebraska is just going to slug carter holton into the dugout might not like <laughs> what happens. 
Now, that's not to say Emmett Olsen could do his thing, too, because I think Emmett is he is a, a solid arm. I think he he's more than capable, but I am really interested to see how Nebraska's offense goes to attack Carter Holton because this is going to be, without question, their biggest challenge that they face in the early season. Yeah, and you know, the last time I was on with you, we were heading into that South Alabama series, and you were I, you were the voice of reason. My message was just like, let's just chill. Like it's and early, they, and in they the heard year. you, and they heard you. They went out, got the sweep. Bullpen gave up zero runs. Again, zero runs. This weekend, Nebraska is going to play two teams who are among the favorites mm-hmm. for the national championship. Yep. Right. If they go one and two. It's not the end of the world. No, I just you want to see how they compete against Vandy in Mississippi. You know, you want to see sure. how the, how they sort of stack up, even if it doesn't ultimately result in a win. I, I agree a hundred percent. And you know, if they could knock off one of those teams, that could be a big momentum boost. Mm-hmm. Like that could that could be some validation for a team that's you know sort of maybe in their own minds wondering where they are. Right? Like yeah. you lost. To San Diego, one of those games was a tie. Counts as a loss in my mind. Yeah, but that was a bad result. But And then you go and beat up on a team like South Alabama who, like, I, does anyone honestly expect anything from South Alabama baseball? I don't Well, it's so. funny you say that. Do you guys want to play the RPI game real quick? The RPI on March 3rd of the college baseball season? <laughs> Let's Could, play it. You want to play it? Let's play. Where do you think Nebraska is in the RPI? On March third, after completing uh, seven games, they're three, three, and one. Seventy-five, eighty. Fifth. No. Yep. Fifth. They are they are the highest RPI team in this tournament this weekend. Oh my goodness! That just goes to show you uh, don't pay attention to the RPI on March third. Yeah, don't. <laughs> but to your point. If you could somehow, and I remember this in 2017, I believe. No, no, no. You got to find back. a way to win that Hawaii game. Though. 2019, they they got a big time when they went out to Frisco. They got a big time win against Texas Tech. I remember, and that was a huge boost RPI wise. So, as much as I'm kind of mocking the RPI right now, Nebraska's fifth. If, if you're into that, it's going to matter March. at the end, though. Yeah, if you can get one of these wins. Oh, hell yeah, it's big. Because that also, say you have a tough weekend against a, a Big Ten opponent, a tough series against a Big Ten opponent that you don't win that series. These are the type of games that can sort of be the saving grace, can kind of erase that if you can somehow, some way pull one off. And it's baseball, and it's early in the season in baseball, so it's not an impossible task. This morning's game will without question be the toughest that Nebraska has based on what they are facing in Vandy's ace. But on Sunday against Ole Miss, I don't want to say, hey, that's a lot easier. But you are going up against a very good offense, but also an unproven pitching staff that will be on day three of this thing. Much like Nebraska. I get it. The same as can be said about Nebraska. But those Sunday games, you can kind of throw everything out because, you know, you got teams sometimes are a little bit more fatigued on that Sunday. Arms are fatigued. You have to dip into the bullpen depending on what you had to do the previous couple days. You never know. So you find a way and... That that type of win against one of these because they don't have a lot of these opportunities going forward. No. Those could be huge. Nope. Uh, yeah, I I I think losing to Hawaii would be uh, a disappointment. Mm-hmm. I think at this point you'd, you'd feel pretty disappointed if you went and and lost to Hawaii. But again, if you can win, get a win either over Vandy or Ole Miss, I think that's 
not only at you know in the RPI sense, but just from a mental standpoint. Yeah. Like I said, this is probably a team that at three three and one might be wondering where they are. Mm-hmm. Like you know, how good are we actually? And you you really still don't know. Right. This can be a point where you can say, okay, we're going to be fine. This is we're going to be a team that's going to contend at the top of the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. We've proven it, and then you know we beat a an SEC team that's among the favorites. Like, look, the mental part of the game. Especially in baseball, it's huge. It, it 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 can't be overstated how big it is. How how often do we talk about? Oh, this guy he just needs to needs to see the ball hit the bat a few times. He you know needs to put yeah. the ball in play. It's there's so much of a mental aspect to this game that it can't be overstated about just getting some good feeling, especially early on in the season when you're in a spot where Nebraska yeah. is right now. 11 a.m. Nebraska Vanderbilt tomorrow against Hawaii at three, and then on Sunday they'll wrap it up 1:30 against defending champion Ole Miss. All right, we're going to talk with Vers coming up next. It's mornings with Sharp and Hanley, 16:20 the zone. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.